When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Uh, Sure is nice to be out fishing, isn't it, son? Dad, it's four in the morning. Well, you know what they say, son. You gotta get up pretty early in the morning to fool those fish. Dad, that implies that the person who made that saying was being outsmarted on a regular basis by fish. And he probably was, son. You know, fish are cagey. Very cagey. Demonically so. <laughs> Evil little bastards. You gotta get up early and you really gotta put the moves on them if you want to catch some fish. And that also would imply that I actually wanted to catch some fish, Dad. Oh, come on, son. Don't be a wet blanket. Enjoy the trip. How long have we been planning to go fishing together? What plan? You just burst into my room about an hour ago and said, Get up, we're going fishing. And you threw me in the truck. Well, you didn't even let me get dressed. Mm. Wouldn't be so bad if I slept with my clothes on. Look, son, the element of surprise is key in catching fish. They couldn't let them know we were coming. Dad, they're fish. How would they know we were coming? You can't be too safe around them, son, like I said. They're demonic little bastards. And besides, I don't want to take any chances with old man Spike. Who's old man Spike? He's a largemouth bass, son. The biggest one I've ever seen in my life. How big? Well, when his mouth's open, he could wrap it around a car tire. I've seen him do it. It's actually pretty creepy, Dad. I'll say it's creepy. I've been gunning for that creepy bastard for over 25 years. But finally, I think I've got the proper bait. Okay, I don't like where this is going, Dad. Hmm? Oh, don't be ridiculous, son. I'm not using you. (laughs) Though, don't think I haven't thought of it. No, it follows a theory that a lot of people have had. You do have to get up early in the morning to get the fish. They are a bit sluggish first thing in the day. They need something to get up and get going. That's why I've decided to use this. An empty coffee cup, Dad? Not for long, son. This here is the finest Kona coffee, son. Got it imported directly from Maui. Wow, smells great. I like mine with cream and amaretto. And I'll lay odds the fish are thinking the same thing when this hits the water. Huh? Uh, Just going to tie it off to the line here. Um, Put the hook in and... We wait. Um, Dad, um, apart from simple hydrodynamic considerations of trying to keep coffee uh, Mm. in a cup underwater, do you you really think fish are going to go for it? There we go. (laughs) There's your answer, son. (laughs) Look at that. Struck right away. Of course. I got it. I'm really in there. Here's the net. Get the net ready there. Got it. Got it. Up and there we are. That's that's not a fish, Dad. No, you're right, son. It's, It's 6.50 and a tip. You realize what this means, don't you, son? We finally found a business model that works. You're darn tootin', son. And that's how we open Plunkers. 
The world's first chain of coffee shops exclusively for fish. Yes, one of the things that ichthyologists had neglected to mention over the past 50 years was that not only were fish huge coffee aficionados, but they had the disposable income to pay for it. So we made millions of dollars, and you can too. Just come to our seminar this weekend at the Broadhurst Convention Center. Yes, you'll learn all the techniques you need to know about selling modern-day commodities to wild animals. Just come on down to the Broadhurst Convention Center this weekend. That's March 23rd, 2006. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Yeah, we went into the segue, didn't we? Yes, you're just a little whore, aren't you? Once again, to Technical Difficulties, I'm your host, Cayenne Chris Conroy, for the first Technical Difficulties of Der Springen, Der Equinoxatorial, Equinoxeral, Equinoxerous. It's the first show after spring. It was the 20th. And God knows you can't tell it from looking out of this window. The snow is melting, as is my heart. Anyway, yeah, it's still all covered with snow out here. If you remember from last week, it snowed like crazy and now it's melting and maybe this weekend we'll get some sun and some other stuff as if you cared wherever you are i got people listening all over the world they need a weather report from minneapolis Uh, whatever anyway let's get straight on to the show shall we are you easily amused do you find yourself laughing at the strangest and often the most idiotic things then perhaps you could use new stoenix a revolutionary medical breakthrough in mood-altering chemistry Stoenix acts as a suppressant for the brain chemical phosphate, which reduces the overall silliness in your system. So if you have a problem with acting very, very silly or being easily amused, then pretend you're getting inside a little tiny car and driving to your hospital. Then park your little car outside the doctor's office and run up to him with cheese on your head and a song in your heart and ask him, her, it, whoever, if Stoenix is right for you. That's Stoenix. Aruga! The sensible drug. And welcome back once again to the Apostle Hour. I'm your substitute host this week, uh, Pastor Bert Ogden. And, I, and I'm Pastor Jason Stern. And, uh, well, uh, we're going to be filling in for uh, for uh, Pastor Ermine this week. <laughs> right. As you know, Pastor Ermine, he's down in uh, down in Florida for the big pastor's uh, conference. Yeah, that, that's right. So we're, we're going to be filling in for him. And, that, uh, that's right. Uh, what do you think? Is he having a good time down there, Jason? Yeah. Do you think Pastor's... Uh, uh, living it up, <laughs> living. Yeah, he's, he's living la vida loco. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's probably right now. He's probably down there. You think right, right by the pool with a drink, <laughs> fruit juice. I'm sure I, he's I, playing a little shuffleboard. You think? <laughs> yes, yeah, just shuffleboard. <laughs> uh, right, Leonard. <laughs> right, what? Uh, Pastor, Pastor Umar, and, you know, 
playing playing a little shuffleboard by the pool. <laughs> why why is that funny? <laughs> you know it's shuffleboard. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right. filling in for the pastor this week. That's and, right. Uh, we're having a little fun here, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's and right. We'll be answering some of your questions uh, via the phone lines here. So yeah, you can only... just give us a call at the regular number. That's the only way we could answer the questions is via the phone lines. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any Bible questions, just just call on in. And we'll we'll do our best to answer. <laughs> so what do you say we uh, we take our first call here? And, we, uh, we we don't actually have any calls yet. Right? <laughs> I guess we're just not very popular. <laughs> uh, so. Um, so what's uh, what's uh, new with you, Jason? I uh, oh, you know, I, I've I've got a joke that one of the kids in my youth group told me, the kindergarten youth group I'm in. I've oh, got a good joke about that. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Leonard. Yeah. Le- yeah Leonard. Leonard. What? Hey, would you like to hear a joke? No. No. Oh, I would, come, come on. Leonard. No, come on, Leonard. It's, I'm oh, on Leonard. Really I'm just <laughs> playing. Paid to play the keyboard. I'm playing my. Come on. It's just a joke. Just really don't. What What did Adam and Eve do? After Cain killed Abel. Oh, please don't. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, then. I really, I, I'm really, I just, oh, just I don't get all keyed up. I'm just supposed to play the key. It's just, not, I don't keyed up. What did Adam and Eve do after Cain killed Abel? They raised Cain. <laughs> Pastor, if you can hear the podcast of this show, please come back before I kill myself. Cain. Stop the tape there, please. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, uh, this little piece of uh, recording was sent in by one of our very astute listeners to our station networks uh, out in Swaziland. Uh, Minnesota, ma'am. I'm sorry, what? Minnesota, ma'am. You said Swaziland. Oh. Well, anyway, one of our astute listeners out there in in Minnesota... Mm. Uh, sent in this tape, and I think it illustrates absolutely perfectly what's wrong with our company's particular brand of buffalo herding. Christian radio, ma'am. What? Christian radio, ma'am. You said buffalo Um, herding. Mr. Schmidt, are you just going to stand there and correct me while I speak this whole time? Yes, I am, ma'am. That's what you pay me to do. Since when? Uh, Since last year, ma'am, when you were asked to give the commencement speech at Bob Jones University, and instead you launched into the vagina monologues. Oh, Oh, yes, now that you mentioned it, I do remember that. Mm. That was a bit of a black eye for our corporation, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. Well, carry on, then. I certainly will, ma'am. Anyway, this tape illustrates perfectly what's wrong with our corporation's brand of Christian entertainment. We need something else, something with a little bit more, um... Oomph! Yes, exactly. Oomph. It's exactly what we need. Well put, Catherton. I didn't put anything. I bumped my stomach on the edge of the table. Nevertheless, the sentiment still stands. Gentlemen. My belly hurts. We need vim and vigor and fresh blood flushed into our product. Hold the phone and stop the pressures. I got everything your company needs right here in these here proposals, JB. My name is Alice Terwilliger. Don't ever call me JB. Fair enough deal there. And you can call me anything you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. (laughs) Dinner was an hour ago? Crap. All right, well, anyway, I've got some proposals here that just might save your corporation. Like what? Well, I say we follow Mel Gibson's example, and we do a bunch of religious epics, bloody religious epics. Such as? Like this. How about this one? Moses. He's bringing down the law, God's law. When the Torah is not enough, it's time to call Moses. Hmm, no. All right, I've got another one here. It's a blood and thunder movie about Martin Luther, and he stabs the 95 Thesis to the Wittenberg Mm. door with an army Mm. knife and then shoots the door off its hinges with a rocket launcher. And and then he kills a pope with a pile driver. No. Uh, All right, uh, how about uh, Lady of Fatima? She's back and she's furious. No. It'll have 
devil ninjas in it. No, no, no. Look, why are you so hell-bent on making a religious epic that plays out like a terrible 80s Chuck Norris actioneer? Well, for the same reason anybody does anything these days. Nostalgia. Remember the 1980s? It was the decade when a dollar was worth 50 cents, sometimes. And Spider-Man had a shiny new semi-sentient black alien costume. The thermonuclear holocaust was right around the corner. And Adam Curry was just another pretty face. Yes, Ronald Reagan was our voodoo economic president and getting busted for selling arms to Iran, while Jimmy Swaggart was the nation's number one televangelist and getting busted for masturbating to naked prostitutes. Well, now you and your entire family can relive all of those zany-ass times with the special DVD collection, Zany-Ass Times of the 1980s, The Gallstone Decade. There's oh so many memories. Michael Jackson's liaisons with Elizabeth Taylor, the failure of the savings and loans, the canals of New York City being clogged with bootleg Batman t-shirts, and how Michael J. Fox had no Elvis in him. You'll be unnecessarily reminded of completely forgettable trends like Fido Dito, GoBots, irritating teen sex comedies, irritating teen slasher films, yuppies, junk bonds, the Brat Pack, neon shorts, mullets, and Satanism in our daycare centers. Relive annoying, molar-grindingly awful novelty songs like The Curly Shuffle, Shut Up You Face, and Don't Worry, Be Happy. Listen to interviews with egregiously unsung heroes of the era like Max Headroom, Nathaniel Lewis, and Yahoo Serious. And shed a tear for the lost with memorial tributes to people such as Morton Downey Jr., Bernard Goetz, and Spuds McKenzie. Yes, all these tarnished and corroded memories and many, many more that you'll wish we never reminded you of are available in the special DVD collection, Zany Ass Times of the 1980s. Why these memories are so topical and dated, you'd swear you were reading Bloom County. But wait, there's more. Of course there's more. Act now and get this classic DVD collection of very special episodes of very special episodes of the sitcoms of the 1980s. Who could forget when Tom Hanks played an alcoholic uncle on Family Ties? When Tootie on The Facts of Life nearly got tricked into a career in child pornography? And on Growing Pains when Mike Seaver's boner dropped out of school and enlisted in the military? I'm sorry, that was supposed to read Mike Seaver's friend Boner dropped out of school and enlisted in the military. Um, should I do that takeover again? Nah, we'll fix it in the editing. Just hurry up and finish this before CNC Music Factory realizes we've hijacked all their equipment. Got it. And remember, every single DVD comes with the rules to the very special sitcoms of the 1980s drinking game. Just slap this bad boy in with a few of your friends and you'll all be in the hospital with alcohol poisoning before you knew what hit you. That's zany-ass times of the 1980s DVD collection. Sure, the 80s are gone, but you say it like that's a bad thing. Hi, Kyan here. Did you know that if you took all the videotape that was used to shoot only the pilot episodes of sitcoms during the 1980s, unspooled them from their cassettes and laid them end-to-end, it would be an almost unbelievably huge waste of energy, time, and resources. I mean, it's a meaningless statement. What if you, t- if you said at least, well, all the sitcom pilots were like half an hour long and they were X number, and if you watched them six hours a night, it would take you three years to watch all of the sitcoms from the 80s if you watched it without stopping. Okay, at least that would make sense. But the tape, the tape is meaningless. That doesn't mean anything. Who comes up with these very, very strange measurement systems, all right? For example, football fields. Now, I don't, ex- I don't pay attention to football, so I don't know exactly how long a football field is. I, I'm, you know, how many yards per whatever. But the point is... Why has that become some kind of measurement? Oh, well, it was the size of a football field. Uh, the UFO was the size of a football field. You know, that would span the length of a football field. Why a football field? 
Why, why not just say how big it is and the square footage? I, don't, I guess there's some sort of connection to it, but why a football field? I mean, is it just because it's a common thing in everybody's mind? And for that matter, a 747. I've never flown on a 747. I don't think I've even actually seen one up close. So why, of all things, did a 747 become some sort of measurement system? Here's how many 747s you can park somewhere. That doesn't make any sense. Or about the weight of an aircraft carrier. You know, this thing weighs about the same as 25 aircraft carriers. I don't care how much an aircraft carrier weighs. I've never weighed one. I've never hitched one up to the back of my SUV and driven it down the street and gone, gee, this is really fucking heavy. No, it doesn't make any sense. Why do you have these abstractions as a method of measuring things? It doesn't make sense. People are stupid, and that's what I'm getting at. There. I said it. I feel better. And I'm very glad that you do feel better. But if you don't mind, Mr. Conroy, our, our therapy session is over now. Oh, already? Gee. All right, so uh, how much is it I owe you again? Uh, that's $15 for the hour. Oh, okay. And uh, there you go. Thank you. I got to say, you're probably the most economic therapist I've ever heard of. Uh, how is it exactly that you keep your rates so low? Well, if you look closely, you'll notice that I'm not actually listening to a word hmm. you say. I'm just sitting here doing Sudoku puzzles. How does that work out for you? I have absolutely no idea. I never learned how to play them. I just write down random numbers and keep my fingers crossed. Wait a second. If you're not taking any notes, what are you keeping that trapper keeper that's on your lamp all the time? Well, here, see for yourself. It's a live leopard! Ah! But as it turns out, it was only a dream, and I awoke suddenly and violently in a pool of my own sweat. Do you have any idea how long it takes to fill up a pool with your own sweat? A very, very long time. I was very proud of that pool that was filled with my own sweat. And for my efforts, however, the government shut it down as a health hazard. That happened to me exactly one month ago. I read in the newspaper today, however, that the United States government has plans to dump the byproduct of a deadly nerve agent into the Delaware River in New Jersey, near to the water supply which proves my saying once and for all that all politicians are in fact homicidal maniacs. Remember this when election time comes around. When they kiss your baby, in all likelihood, they're trying to see what your child tastes like. Thank you very much. That was an editorial comment on behalf of the staff of Technical Difficulties. The views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the management and the ownership of the station, even though they do. Now with a rebuttal from the other side on behalf of politicians, here is conservative columnist and commentator Pat Ogerman. Mm. Oh. oh, this roasted baby is absolutely exquisite. Oh. Where did the lobbyists say they sent us from again? Saipan, I think. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, God bless Tom DeLay. Mm. Mm. Oh. Really hits the spot. <laughs> uh, I've got to get the recipe for this for my wife. <laughs> You're not recording this, are you? Oh, heavens no. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to Metaphoria. A magical land where everything is a thinly veiled analogy for the author's snarky opinions. Subtle? Who cares? We now take you to Metaphoria's number one 24-hour cable news channel. Welcome back to Full Effect. I'm your host, Pat Ogerman. You want to know what makes me really mad? A lot of these liberal media elites out there, college professor types, have been complaining and whining almost continuously that people like me, people in the Ogre and Giant Party, have a nasty habit of devouring Metaphoria's children. 
Okay, so we eat a few kids now and then, all right? But we have a moral obligation to stand up for what's right for America. It's not like we want to eat your children. We have an obligation to do what's right for the economy and right for the country in a time of war. And one more thing. You should take us into consideration for once. Do you know metaphorious children just don't taste that good, all right? They don't. I personally have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year, single year just to make your children palatable to swallow, okay? Do you people out there realize that I have a full-time staff of over 50 chefs whose job it is to take your children and prepare them for my meals in various ways just so I don't get bored? And what happens if we ban baby eating, all right? What about them? They'll all be out of a job. Is that good for the economy? I don't think so. Well, coming up next on In Full Effect, the abortion and birth control debate. Are these practices detrimental and a scourge upon our great nation? (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I say so. And the outro music brings us to yet another conclusionary episode. I have been your host and are speaking English. Hi, <clears throat> I'm Chris Conroy. Thank you once again for listening to Technical Difficulties. Uh, this week, I'm beginning a new implementation. You see, the show has gotten in the way of my life. I only make slight references, and I think on previous episodes, about how the house has turned into a pit and nothing's getting done because I podcast all the time. And it's true. I can't afford to do the show every week anymore. But, but lest you all be alarmed... It's not that the show won't come out weekly. It's just that I'm not going to be doing the show on a weekly basis. See, how I usually run this thing is I start getting you know into the groove of doing the show around somewhere Monday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, something like that. And I start recording the show, and I just kind of put it all together, and I push right up to the deadline on Thursday, and then I put it out, and nothing gets done. So starting this week, uh, I'm going to be doing two shows uh, this week. Uh, and then hopefully in the first week of April, I'm going to move it up to doing four shows in a single, three to four shows in a single week. It's a bit of a stretch, but I think I can do it. Meaning I'm just going to devote all my time to podcasting. All my podcasting gets done in a single week, in the very first week of the month. And this won't have any effect on your schedule other than uh, I might be behind the times. Though not really, because I can always just, since I put the show up every week, I can always just slap a new uh, sketch in there at the last minute if I have to, if I come up with something funny. That's all, you know, that's all the interesting news around here from that uh, regards, And I think it'll be good for me because I really need to get my life back. <laughs> Nothing's getting done. I just stand in front of a computer and a microphone all the time. You know, life's kind of leaking away. I kind of need to get, uh, <clears throat> I need to get control of my life. But this will not affect you, the listeners, in any way, shape, or form. As usual, I can be contacted at <clears throat> techdiff at tcinternet.net or cayenne at tcinternet.net or techdiff, T-E-K-D-I-F-F, at gmail.com. Uh, please check out our, my, my uh, wife's podcast, uncomfortable-questions.com, and uh, Channel Surfing Wipeout. That's one word, channelsurfingwipeout.com. There's a brand new episode of that up, brand new material we just shot over the weekend. And uh, that's all I have to report. Again, I'm having this little thing going here. If you have a sketch or a comedy idea that you feel you have a need to send to me for one reason or another, send it along. And one of these episodes coming up very soon will be the first. Uh, we're going to have ongoing segments of, of, of listener user submitted jokes that I'm going to work on and rework and find a context for and 
stuff like that. So that's all I have to say for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and please tune in again next week when there'll be all kinds of new stuff, but I'll be working on that tomorrow. So, bye! Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.